Hello, everyone. Today, you are listening to episode 189 of the Juice Box Podcast. We are sponsored, as always, by Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes. Now, you can go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. You can go to dexcom.com forward slash juicebox or dancingfordiabetes.com. That's the number four. While you're at the Dancing for Diabetes website, click on their link to Instagram. They're doing something cool for the next 34 days on Instagram. And while we're speaking about Instagram, let me say this. Dexcom's on there. They do a great job there. But you know who's new on Instagram just this week? Omnipod. They're at my Omnipod on Instagram now. Flood them with messages. Give them some likes. Let them know you came from the podcast. Today's show is ripped from the headlines. That's right. I saw some news happening, breaking in the diabetes community. And I went right to my... I just picked up my phone, really. And I sent a message to somebody I know. Chris Snyder. You know Christopher? You know Christopher Snyder? You will soon. Anyway, I sent a message to Chris because he works for the company who broke the news. And I was like, hey, Chris, I know you. Can you come on my podcast? And he said, yeah, sure. And I was like, that easy, really. I mean, I like to make it sound like it was bigger than it was. Now, why do we want to be talking to Christopher Snyder? Well, that's an interesting question. I'm going to answer it for you right now. Chris has had type 1 diabetes for a very, very long time. He is married to a lovely woman who also has type 1 diabetes. He works for a company called Tidepool. Chris has done a lot in the diabetes community over the years. I've known him for quite some time, and he is an amazing advocate for people like you. Today, Chris is on the show because he's here to talk about looping, artificial pancreas, Tidepool, like this kind of lot of words that you might be like, I don't know those words, Scott, but don't let this feel technical to you. You don't need to understand the words, even though by the end you will. Just know this. We are all very close to our Dexcom CGMs sending data to an algorithm, a little program basically that'll probably live on your cell phone and that will tell your insulin pump more insulin, less insulin. It'll help you stop getting low. It'll stop you from getting high. That's the near future. That's what Chris is here to talk about. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making changes to your insulin plan. I think part of my delightful charm is my ignorance. I know tide pool doesn't mean that you work on a cruise ship helping people learn to surf. This is true. That, that much I understand. The rest of it, I've never, I'm, I'm not embarrassed, but I, I'm spread a little thin. I've never really delved too deeply into it because it hasn't. It hasn't been something I've needed, but it is always one of those things that I think, gosh, I'm pretty sure I should understand this better, like what tide pool is in general. And then okay. you, got, you guys came along and started making this announcement about loop. And I was like, all right, it's time. Scott needs to be informed. So can you tell me first what you do at tide pool and, uh, and what tide pool is? Sure. So I'm the community manager at Tidepool, which means I'm responsible for, among other things, social media and email communications. So if you do receive Tidepool's emails, it's my smiley face at the bottom. Yours in data, Christopher Snyder. Uh, Tidepool is a nonprofit organization. We create free software to view data from pump CGMs and blood glucose meters all in one place. Uh, did I mention that it's free? It's free for people with diabetes, their families, and clinicians. Did I mention that it's free? That's the thing that I have found whenever I provide demos of our software to clinicians. They are most often surprised by whenever they see what all this stuff looks like um, in motion, which is really, really exciting. Uh, but that also means that there's a natural follow-up of, wait a second, it's free. How do you stay operational as a nonprofit organization? To which I say, great question. 
eager person who's paying attention to my software demo. And I said, we are supported in part by grants from Helmsley Charitable Trust and the GADRF. They've been a big supporter of ours from the beginning of Tidepool. Um, I say hours, even I've been a part of the team for a little over a year and a half, but at this point, hours. Um, and also, there's a whole research component to the Tidepool platform. And on that side of things, we do charge money. Um, the Tidepool platform can be used as a data backend for clinical studies. So if you've got an idea and you're conducting research and you need diabetes device data, Tidepool can help you with that. Additionally, people with diabetes who are using Tidepool have the choice to opt in to something called the Tidepool Big Data Donation Project. What that means is that we will um, uh, anonymize and de-identify the device data that you upload to Tidepool secure servers, and we will license those data sets out to different partners and people with a grand idea. Uh, so when you hear things about machine learning algorithms and things like that, the big data um, data sets that are coming out of Tidepool can contribute to that. Um, this this um, program is entirely opt-in. At Tidepool, we believe people with diabetes own their data first and foremost, so we don't do anything without their explicit consent. So it's like maybe it is a checkbox that you would have to check to enable that sort of process to begin. Um, but that money that we make keeps us sustainable as a nonprofit, and it's really exciting to work uh, at this company. Um, we are a growing group now, as we're about to get into, thanks to this Tidepool loop thing. Um, but almost everybody, I think with the exception of one person, um, a type hole, um, either has diabetes or has a kid with diabetes. I myself am living with type one. My wife also has type one for what it's worth. Um, and the one person who doesn't have type one diabetes, he just loves, um, devices and that sort of technology thing. And he sort of found his way through his own uh, master's thesis into diabetes tech and then eventually found his way to type hole. So it's like, there's, there is a, a very uh, earnest and sincere obsession with getting this right because we know what's at stake because it's our lives. It's our kids' lives. It's our spouse's lives that are dealing with this stuff too. And it makes it really uh, impactful to work with this group. Uh, and it's it's been a really special ride for me to be part of this and to ultimately be one of the voices of this company. Um, so that's the data access side. I know, is is Arden still rocking an Omnipod? Yeah, Arden uses uh, Omnipod and she's using G6. Okay. And I've never, I've never looked more into it because we're having, we're having so much success already. And I end up being one of those people, Chris, who's, I want it to come out of the box and work and I don't want to understand it. Like, like that's for pretty much any of my technology. I've never been, I don't know. I don't have that gear and I have to admit like at some point when someone said to raspberry Pi and I saw electronics jammed into a Tic Tac box, I was like, I'm out. So, and, and it doesn't matter. It could have been the easiest thing to do. I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm done. And I think that I reflect, I think I really, I think my opinion is reflected through most people because it is really, it, it comes down to like compute cycles in my day. I just, I don't have any more time for anything else. So, but do you, do you have USB cables hanging around your house? Of course. And you have, and you, and you have Google and you have Google Chrome on your computer. I do. Okay. Then you could use Tidepool. You could sign up for a free Tidepool account right now, connect that PDM and then connect the Dexcom and you could see all that data in one place and also potentially donate it to research if you were so inclined. Uh, it, it's as simple as a USB cable. That's really? all you need to stifle. Yes, sir. Chris, let's do what the most interesting thing ever happened on any podcast, and that's go to the internet. So you're you're saying I go to tidepool.org. I'm you go to tidepool.org. There's a button at the top that says sign up. I see that. You click on that. That'll get you started on the process. No kidding. And then so what? It, so basically, it's going to let me see everything from Arden's CGM and everything from Arden's pump all in one place. Now tell me something. Is this not what is this not what Omnipod's telling me I'm going to have soon anyway? Or is it, how is it different? Different from what? From like other stuff that everyone else is doing. Like what sets this apart? Like why is 
because you guys have risen to the top. And I mean, I think when I look into the Thank community, you. you know, absolutely. I think there's, there's a number of companies all sort of like saying, Hey, we, this is what we do. I feel like you guys have, have, have really kind of ascended. And so wh- why do you think that is? Why do you think people lean towards tide pool over other options? Option one is your blood sugar is just doing what it's doing and you can't see it. Option two is it's doing what it's doing and you can see it. Which sounds better, option one or option two? Option one, your child's at school. Their blood sugar's getting too high. You'd like to do something about it, but they don't go to the nurse for three hours. So it just keeps going up and up. Option two, your child's at school. They're wearing their Dexcom G6 CGM. Their blood sugar goes above the number you've designated. It sends a little message to your phone. Beep, beep. It says to you, your kid's blood sugar's over, for me, it's 120. Instead of three hours of a high blood sugar, what you have is an immediate ability to bump that blood sugar back to where you want it. What sounds better, option one or option two? Option one, you're out for a run in the park. It's a beautiful day. You have type one diabetes and everything's looking good. You've put in the food you expect to handle things. But what you don't know is that 20 minutes from now, your blood sugar is going to drop pretty quickly under 50. Now, option two is the predictive alert on the Dexcom G6 tells you, hey, I expect your blood sugar to be under 50 in about 20 minutes. Maybe now's a good time to do something about that. What sounds better, option one or option two? I want you to go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Find out more today about the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. I'm putting this ad earlier in the show because the rest of what you're going to listen to, it all hinges on having a Dexcom. It's time to get going. If you think of your life with type 1 diabetes as not having options, I'm here to tell you there are a lot of them, and they're pretty great. Dexcom is a huge part of that. Today is the day to get started. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The links in your show notes or the links at juiceboxpodcast.com. Why do you think people lean towards Tidepool over other options? I think the nonprofit angle definitely helps. I think the personal connection and the credibility that the Tidepool team has built across the years that Tidepool has been around. Like when you hear our CEO, Howard Look, talk about this stuff, his daughter has type one. Like he's, it's clear that he gets it. Obviously he's the CEO of this, of this entire venture. Um, but he speaks in a certain way that is so passionate, um, and so empathetic about it that it's hard to not want to run through a brick wall for him and then know that he will be on, be there on the other side with some sort of, you know, EMS service help you out in case for some reason you actually did try to run through a brick wall. Um, I, I think uh, f- from a technical side of things, it, what's really exciting is that there is an ease of use to it, but also there's a standardization to what we do. Um, th- I mean, the data comes in on an Animus pump, on a T-Slim, on an Omnipod, on a Medtronic 670G, as those from those individual devices, but we visualize it in the exact same format, no matter what the device looks like. So if you have, so if Arden's on her Omnipod right now, if she switches to a Medtronic for reasons, uh, the data is still going to look the same. So there's no new process for uh, trying to understand how to interpret the data. It's just a matter of changing the upload process a little bit because it's a different device. And I, th- and I think that that standardization and, and what I believe is an ease of use and, and an ease opportunity to interpret and understand your data because it is yours or her, your kid's data in this case. Um, I, I think that ease of access provides a lot of opportunity for people that they didn't necessarily think that they needed because there is as my cat claws up the wall in the background, this is going to make for great audio. Um, there is a great opportunity for, for that sort of like, a, there's like a light bulb moment. We sort of internally call it a tide pool moment of actually seeing all that data together in the first, for the first time. Because if you're uploading your Dexcom stuff to Clarity, yes, they, Clarity does a great job of, of providing Dexcom specific reports, all their trends, your weekly reports of how often you're in range and things like that. That's fantastic. But what are you doing on the insulin side of things? 
Declared can't tell you that. Um, but if you put it all together with Tidepool, for example, then you can ha- then you have the, the entire context of your diabetes experience. Hey, Arden went low. What happened before that? Oh, wait, there's a bolus over here. Was that too much? Was that too little? What's happening over there? And then you can sort of um, connect those dots, as it were, um, and try to make a little better sense to hopefully, you know, necessarily, I don't want to say get it right, but have a, hopefully a better outcome the next time around. No, it makes sense. And also, I, I mean, it's funny, as, as you're talking, I thought, isn't that interesting? Like, say I have a DVR for my television, and I'm used to the on-screen UI, but there's a better DVR that comes out, but it's completely different. Like, I can't, I, if I switch, I have to switch. I get a new DVR, I get a new UI, and that's it. But what you're saying is no matter, I can go from pump to pump to pump, my data always looks the same. Yes, sir. That's a great idea. And, and how is that, so tell me a little bit about the, that side of, like, how is that possible? Like, why, like, what, what is it just because you're, you're a separate entity, right? Like, it, you're not attached to a company. And do like, when, when you tell me Tidepool works with all these pump companies, is that something they had to agree to, or it doesn't matter? So for all of the devices that we currently support, with the exception of Medtronic, we have signed um, agreements for them to share their data protocols with us so that it's easier for us to implement across the board. In the case of Medtronic, uh, they had some different perspectives on data ownership, for example. Um, and we had to do the work ourselves to build our own Medtronic driver. And that's why it took over a year for us to release support for Medtronic 6 Series pumps. Um, Tell Medtronic I have a different view of them, too. I, well, it's, you know, but it's, you know, everybody has their own perspective on it and, and we've had plenty of conversations with Medtronic. We still have conversations with them to this day. Right. Um, ultimately, I think even, and I can't speak to the specific conversations, but my, my, my sort of assessment of it is that there are plenty of people at Medtronic that get it and that, you know, and that necessarily believe what we believe, but they, they get it. Um, but ultimately it comes down to, you know, certain people making those decisions and, if, if certain people don't feel a certain way about it, or they don't want to sign an agreement that that day, then okay. And then we'll just see what happens the next time we have another conversation. But that, that I mean, hasn't stopped um, Typo from pursuing conversations with different, you know, pump and CGM companies across the board. Like we're, we want to work with everything, with everybody, um, because we believe people with diabetes on their data, they should have um, unfettered access to it. And we're going to do everything we can to, to provide that. And it's, you know, so far, I feel like it's been so good, but, you know, as more stuff comes out, you know, hopefully we can, we can stay ahead of the curve and continue to be the go-to place for, for data access. I think of data as experiences and I couldn't agree more. I think that everything that I accomplished with my daughter, her, I'm looking right now, her blood sugar is 106. It's nice and stable. It's been like this for hours while she's at school this morning. And, and the things that people hear on the podcast that then they kind of put into process in their own life and, and hopefully have similar outcomes. It's all just understanding your experiences, having an experience, looking at it, and then making adjustments to it next time. A little sooner, a little later, a little more, a little less. That, that's really w- what it boils down to. I think that, I think that for me, the core of, t- of managing type 1 diabetes is understanding how insulin works in your body. I think that's, that's the first step to the whole thing. And mm-hmm. so obviously more data leads you into that space. I think the word data sometimes scares people, which I think is why I say experiences. But that's what I mean. I mean, you got to go back and look and see what happened and, and make adjustments. Yeah. Uh, um, it, interestingly enough, and this is a little behind the curtain, but I think it, it's important to, to know, when, when, when you guys made this announcement about Loop, which is something we're going to talk about in a second, the first thing I did out of respect to the relationships I have is I went to Omnipod and I said, is it all right if I interview Tidepool about Loop? Like, I don't understand the business of it. Like, is that somehow getting in the way of 
what you do. You, you know what I mean? Like, is it a direct competitor? And they very quickly got back to me. and said, no, absolutely talk to Tidepool. That's fantastic. Because what, they're, what they thought was, there's going to be a way, you know, Horizon's going to come out one day, right? And they're going to have an artificial pancreas system and everything. But if there's another way to do it, and someone can still use an Omnipod and use a different algorithm or whatever, they're, they're excited for that. They're excited for people to have more options to use their product with. And I think that that is an amazing leap just in general. That a company would say, hey, you know, sure, we're going to have software that does that. But if someone else does and you like it better or it works better for you or whatever, go use that one. Like, that's, that's a great moment for us. For people with, I, I don't have diabetes. I know I feel like I do sometimes. But, but for people living with type 1 diabetes, that's spectacular. That's a company not trying to lock you into their idea. And because their idea might not progress as quickly. Because they're busy making insulin pumps. You're busy working on software. Mm-hmm. I, I think the key word in there that you are alluding to is choice and providing people with diabetes and their families uh, choice in their therapy. So like with Tidepool, like, we don't necessarily, Tidepool can't dictate, you know, what insurance is going to cover, but we want to provide you the choice and the option and the ability to view that data in an unfettered way through our free software. And and that's that's sort of the vision that we have with Tidepool Loop is that as as these different ICGMs and iPumps come to market and they, and we do um, establish agreements with these companies to, to include them in the type loop, you know, sort of process um, with our eye algorithm or eye control. I'm not sure what it's ultimately going to be, but the, the key thing at the end of the day is to be able to sort of pick the pieces of your diabetes management that you want and then just make it, and it will all just work. I mean, that's the promise of it. Uh, obviously, like, you know, as we are recording this, we made an announcement about Tidepool Loop two day, three days ago um, on Monday the 8th, and I've been losing my mind in Twitter notifications ever since. Um, so, like, you know, we haven't announced, obviously, which devices this thing is going to work with just yet, but, we, but the, the goal ultimately is to provide choice to the diabetes community. Over the next few weeks, Dancing for Diabetes will be introducing you to 34 incredible and inspiring young individuals on their Instagram account. Please go to dancing4diabetes.com right now, check out what they're doing, and then scroll to the bottom and click on their link for Instagram. And don't forget, if you're local in the Orlando area, Dancing for Diabetes is holding their 18th annual extravaganza at the Bob Carr Theater. Let me ask you a question that you may or may not have a thought on, and, and this would require you to speak for someone else, but maybe, maybe you can and maybe you can't. Why did it take Tidepool to exist? Why don't... Why didn't a company have, like, do you know what I mean? Like, why, why wouldn't they do this already? That was the thing that, like, I always, like, you know, any of the devices. I've seen everybody's pump. And like you said, the information you get back is nice, but it doesn't, it doesn't speak to, you know, another device. It, it doesn't do overlays. There's all kinds of problems. With it. And I use Clarity every, you know, not every day, but I use Clarity a lot. And it, it does fine for me. But to your point, it doesn't, I can't see what I'm doing with insulin and I can only see what the blood sugar is doing. I just as you're as you're describing what Tidepool is, as I'm looking here on this website, what all I can think is like, why didn't one of them do this? Like, why? Why did? Why do you? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense that you needed to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I was actually in a roundabout way talking with um Howard, CEO, about this a couple of days ago. Just sort of like, why him? Why then? Why now? And um, a little for a little bit of context. I mean, Howard was VP of software at, at uh, TiVo and Amazon. Like, he's a big geek it's it's kind of remarkable um like how how much of a nerd he actually is about all this stuff um and it just 
like, you know, fate is not a word that we want to throw around too often, but it just, it was the right place, right time for, for him whenever his daughter was diagnosed and, and she was on a pump in CGM and it's like, this technology is great, but why can't I see all this data? Why can't I make any sense of it? Why isn't it working? And then, you know, being in Palo Alto, he has a different level of access and opportunity and he found some very smart people who had a similar idea and then together they, they became the foundation of Typel and it's, it's evolved and grown and expanded into what it is today. And I, it's, I hate for it to be a matter of right place, right time, but, and I, and Howard even told me himself, he, he believed that um, something like this would have come along if it weren't for him. I mean, somebody else would have had a similar thought. It just happened to be him. He happened to be the right person at the right time to, to spearhead this and, and take the lead on it. And, and ever since then, you know, we've done what we can to, to move the conversation forward about data access. Um, we've been, as, as part of like the Tidepool loop thing, like we, we published our meeting minutes with the FDA. So you can go to tidepool.org slash documents right now and see everything we've told the FDA about this project to date, um, which is a level of transparency that I, quite frankly, I haven't seen anywhere else when it comes to diabetes stuff, when it comes to FDA stuff. Um, like Howard has believed, I've known him on and off. I mean, I guess before working at Tidepool, I've had known him on and off for about four or five years. From the beginning, he's always said the FDA is not the enemy. You just have to be willing to engage with them early and often. And, and that has benefited us tremendously to the point that I feel like we are regularly punching above our weight in the conversations that we're having across the healthcare industry, not just diabetes space, but across the healthcare space because of how we're approaching um, data validation, our process, our, our quality management system as far as the level of transparency that we're sharing with the rest of the community, anybody who wants to take a look and see what we're doing, our, our code is open source. The Trello boards that we have for the current work that we're doing and work that we've completed are all open to the community. We, we you know, to the extent that we can share something with the, with everybody, we do that. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable to be part of that process whenever, uh, whenever the, like I said, like there hasn't been a lot of um, history supporting that sort of effort. And, and we'll see what happens five years from now. Like that five-year window for diabetes people is always a tenuous thing, but we'll see what happens if more companies sort of take that approach. Um, I hope that they will. I mean, if any, I, mean, I hope that we, people see us as a standard setter for this and, and, and see this as not just a fluke or an anomaly, but as like a genuine path forward for how you can approach digital health software. My, my wife works in drug safety her whole career pretty much. And she always tells me the, the biggest problem that pharma companies have is that they're afraid needlessly of the FDA. Yeah. And and she's like, if they would just do what you just said, she's like, everything would just, and I just clicked on this link. This is an incredible uh, collection of everything you guys are doing made, mm -hmm. made public. Um, but yeah, she would always say that if they just would just not be scared. And I think the first person I saw in diabetes not be scared, right, was when Sanofi uh, opened up their, their kind of community arm and they, they were reaching out to people with diabetes more. They were the first person who would, to me, just said, well, let me, let me do what we think is right here, uh, have good intentions, and, if we, and, and the FDA will tell us if we've gone too far. Instead, mm -hmm. instead, of, instead of pulling back, doing less than we think would help people, let's do what we think would help people, and then, and then maybe that won't be a problem. And it turned out it wasn't a problem. And my wife says that all the time. She's like, if you, just, if you just went forward with good intentions, that's what the FDA wants. They want you to do good work for people. They don't, they're not in the business of telling you no. They're in the business of telling you do, do good things for people. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's really spectacular. I, I, I can't tell you that that's going to lead to so much success. I mean, it, it definitely seems like it will to me. And it looks like it is already. Okay, so Tidepool starts out, it's a way to aggregate my data together for my pumps and my CGMs and all this stuff. But now the world is 
I don't know how much people listening really understand, but there are plenty of um, DIY people in the world. You know, I, we've had some of them on here making their own artificial pancreases with old pumps and algorithm algorithms that they wrote themselves. And there's a lot of people uh, sort of on the fringes of diabetes doing this work for themselves. That you know, they they don't want to wait for a company to do it. They're doing it for themselves. And I hear people tell me all the time, oh, we're looping now, we're looping. And I just think of that movie with Bruce Willis and that handsome boy, and then I don't know. And- I haven't seen that movie yet. Is it any good? <laughs> you know what, Chris? It's worth it. You'd like it. Okay. You would. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm always down for a good sci-fi time travel sort of paradox thing. Yeah. And, and I, it's been like on my Amazon watch list, but I haven't actually pulled the trigger because I have no time anymore thanks to Puppy and just barely watching any of the shows that we normally watch is a whole hassle. And there's like the half hour shows. <laughs> So like trying to watch, trying to sit down for a movie is an impossible task at this point. I have that feeling. A couple things that people may or may not care about. One, I saw you got a puppy online. I was like, that's adorable because I love our dogs and so wish I didn't have them some days. But, but I was like, oh, Chris and his new wife are going to, they have this nice house and they're, wait till that dog pees on the floor once. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but, but no, I get what you're saying. So Looper as a movie review, it falls apart a little bit at one point, but not in a way that makes you sad that you watched it. Okay. And so, and it, and Bruce Willis does his halfway between his diehard thing and halfway between his uh, Moonrise Kingdom thing. So he's okay. he's right in his Bruce Willis sweet spot, in my opinion. That's that's fine by me. I'm I'm diehard three all day. Yeah, so. yeah. So and then there's that other boy with the three names whose name I can't remember right now. Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt, who's been I don't think been bad in anything I've ever seen. So um, okay, so everybody go watch Looper. That has nothing to do with looping. <laughs> You're gonna have to talk to me like I'm four for a second. What what is loop? Instead of an Omnipod ad right here, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a note I got last night. It's from a person who said that they, let's see. Hey, Scott, I want to thank you for the podcast, making diabetes management actually seem manageable. I found the show this summer when I was looking for details about the Omnipod products that were coming up. I found your interview with them, dove into the older episodes, and of course, listened to the classic episode number 11. I honestly never looked at diabetes management that way before, but I changed my mindset completely. Tweaked my basal rates, changed my ratios, changed my Dexcom alarms, started treating high blood sugars more aggressively, and here I am three months later with my A1C down from 7.1 to 5.5, and then she uses an expletive here, which I like. I don't know that my A1C has been that low in 16 years of having diabetes. This is the great part. I'm getting married in December, Thinking about having kids before I found your podcast, I just don't know if I ever would have felt comfortable enough to try to get pregnant with my A1Cs and the sevens. Going to the doctor today and seeing that 5.5 was so exciting and also a relief. I can do this. Thank you for giving me the confidence to do something about it. I included this story here in this ad for Omnipod because three years ago, when I had the idea to start this podcast and not one download to show for it, I went to Omnipod and I said, I need you to back this idea I have to help people. And they did before there was any reason to support it. And here we are now three years later, reading a note like that about a woman who's about to start a family and have children with the help of something she heard on a podcast, something that three years ago didn't exist, that I couldn't afford to start on my own, something that Omnipod heard about and said, yes, I'm really going to let you into this conversation. You think things are about money all the time and business. I told them, look, I don't know if this is ever going to make you any money, but I can tell you that I really believe that it's going to help people. And if Omnipod wants to be part of helping the community, 
I really would appreciate your support. And they did it based on that before they even knew if I could ever get a download. MyOmnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Try the free no obligation demo today. Try the pump on. See what you think. And support the company that supports this podcast while it is trying to support you. You're going to have to talk to me like I'm four for a second. What is Loop? All right. So we have to take a step back. Um, I got, well, first for context, which is really exciting. Uh, like there are currently nine people at Tidepool that are looping or have used OpenAPS, okay. um, which for, I might, that doesn't really mean a lot, but that's just like a fun little number we can throw around. Um, so uh, you have CGMs. People know about that. The Dexcom thing that does every five minutes your blood glucose value. And the people have figured out ways um, through things like Night Scout to get that data elsewhere, to have that visibility elsewhere. Um, some very, very smart people figured out that certain old Medtronic pumps can receive um, commands through very specific radio frequencies um, translated from very specific devices to alter your basal rates and to do other things. That has branched off into a couple of exciting new ventures, um, Android APS, Open APS, which people might have heard, and Loop. Ultimately, we're talking about Dexcom data going into some sort of algorithm-based thing and then sending a command to an insulin pump to say, hey, I'm a little low, a little less basal, please, or hey, I'm a little high, a little more basal, please, or um, in the case of Loop, hey, I'm about to eat, give me a little more insulin, let's go. People have figured this out. They are very, very smart. They have shared this code. It is all open source. Um, and, and depending on the route you want to go with it, you can go open APS, which means that you would carry around this thing called an Edison board. It's like the size of a, um, of like a post-it note-ish. Um, but it's, it is a computer in your pocket that handles all the math to adjust your, um, your insulin dosing based off your CGM data and the settings that you would put into it as well. Um, the other path is Loop. And that is an iPhone app that you have to build yourself so you have to have an app or developer license, which is apparently something you can just sign up for. It's like 99 bucks a year or whatever. Um, and then there's another device called a Riley Link. Um, it's about the size of a Tic Tac box. And what happens is your CGM data goes to your iPhone. The phone does the algorithm stuff, and then it sends something to the Riley Link. And the Riley Link says, hey, Medtronic Pump, do this. And the, so the Riley Link is basically being a translator for that radio frequency to, to adjust insulin dosing from that. Uh, again, that is all open source, but um, as you can imagine, there is effort required to make this happen. You have to find a very specific old Medtronic pump, and as the months and years have gone on, finding those has become more difficult and more expensive. Uh, there is time involved in compiling the code and executing the code um, and making all that happen, making adjustments. There is some sort of tech savvy required. Um, the community itself has been tremendous at helping people along and providing guidance and, and assistance and pointing out things whenever people are looking for help, but you still have to do it on your own. It's a DIY system. Do it yourself. Um, also, there, there's money involved. You have to buy the Edison board. You have to buy the Riley link. You have to buy the app or developer license. There, there, there's all this investment up front before you can get this closed loop system that you're managing yourself. And all of a sudden, you know, as our VP of uh, product and biz dev, Brandon Arbiter, he controls his insulin pump from his Apple watch, which is, buck wild and crazy um, but he's doing all that and it's it's really really cool tidepool loop that well, on monday tidepool has we have announced to the world that we are going to take the loop project turn it into our own thing and make it an fda approved application to work with commercially available pumps and cgms so we're talking about stuff that um that insurance will cover that your doctor will write a prescription for and they will feel comfortable writing a prescription for because it is fda approved um, and we will be supporting, I mean, so DIY loop, as we're calling it, just to draw a distinction, will still be a thing, we'll still move forward, and we'll still receive updates and things like that. That's not going anywhere. But Tidepool loop, the branch of the loop project that we maintain and, and monitor, um, that's going to be our thing. And it's going to work with the in-warranty stuff. So you don't have to go to the gray market for an old Medtronic pump. You don't have to buy additional hardware beyond the phone that you already need 
to, to make all this stuff work. But uh, the, the future that we envision is you go, you talk to your doctor, get a prescription, and then I, I'm not sure in the exact process, but ultimately you're going to get a prescription to go to the app store and download this thing on your phone without having to do anything else. And then when you boot it up, you say, I've got this pump, I've got the CGM, here are my settings, loop me. Um, I don't know if that actually is going to be the command, but we're just going to have some fun right now. Um, but ultimately, like I said, our, our vision is that we will be supporting multiple pumps and CGMs that will be compatible with the software. So you pull, you know, you got your pump, you got your CGM, you configure your system, you're good to go. And then you can control your diabetes from your phone and it'll, I mean, it'll automate stuff in the background. So it'll adjust your basal rates as your blood sugars high and low. Uh, you'll be able to bolus for stuff. You can set different targets whenever you are exercising and things like that. Um, all this will be automated. And in theory, and actually not in theory, because I've actually, I, because I work with these people, this system is incredible. I'm quite jealous. Me and my tandem, like, you want to talk about Basil IQ for a little bit? And hopefully the Omnipod sponsors won't get mad, but like, I'm rocking Basil IQ. I love this thing. Right. But to see what happens whenever you have control on the highs and the lows, that peace of mind that has been provided, uh, as I was talking with my coworkers about it a few months ago, he's like, he doesn't think about his diabetes nearly as much as he ever did, and it improves his quality of life, it improves his work, it improves his personal life, with his relationship with his family, you, know, you spend more time with his kids. All the time that you're spent dealing with diabetes, you still care about it, you still you know, keep a portion of your brain on it, but there's a huge chunk of that you get back. And then, like, at this point, like, and just with basal IQ, only managing the lows, like, I don't know what to do with that extra portion of my brain now. It's not a lot. It's <laughs> enough that I'm like, I'm not thinking about my diabetes right now. Right. Now, I, I, we spoke about it recently on the podcast because it, it, I was like, "This is fantastic," but it really is just the low side. It's more of the, it's more of the, you know, the the don't die alarm. It's not the, it's not yeah. the whole process. But the whole process is. I, I, so, who do you you know? Someone who's you know a number of people that loop. So you're telling me that that I. If my blood sugar is thinking about getting low in the future, and there's no way I could possibly know that, the the loop understands that, and it cuts my basal back so that that hopefully low doesn't happen. Yes, or it's not as severe. And not as severe. Or and if I start getting crazy low and something really is going to go wrong, it just shuts my insulin down so that whatever's happening doesn't get worse. And does it come back? It comes back on on its own. I don't have to tell it, hey, you know, you you set my basal down, but now put it back on. I really there's not a lot to do. It's relying on that CGM data. So as long as that's flowing, then you're good to go. Um, so a little bit of disclosure. So like, like again, I'm on a T-Slim. I have not looped before. Um, so I, I can't speak to the specific current loop experience. But this thing is as, is as automated as it can be. And it is remarkable to see it in action. Okay. So, the, so loop is no different than, well, no different in a basic way than what any of your pump companies are off working on right now. Omnipod's working on their their algorithm. That's their loop for the lack of a better term. And so, mm -hmm. and so is, I'm assuming tandem's going to try to go from basal IQ to a full system. I'm assuming they all, it's called control IQ. I believe they're, they're supposed to be working on I, I, last. I heard from one of their reps at a conference I was at, they said something about summer 2019, but that's like super unofficial. I have no idea, yeah, but awful. I'm, yeah. I know, I know Omnipod says like, like the end of 2019 or 2020 or something like that. And at the same time, it's interesting. It really is now because because look what Loop did for everybody. Because I'm now thinking that that all these companies who have these target dates way off in the future, why is that different from you? Like, how are you going to get it? Like, do you imagine yours is going to have FDA approval before these other companies? 
we have an aggressive timeline in mind internally that I cannot share with you. I think it is a great question, though, and there is some something of a more substantial answer to it. And part of the reason is that um, DIY loop already exists, and it is a tr- it is a fantastic sort of foundation for what Typo Loop will become. Right. Um, and there are a couple of pieces that are going to be coming into play with this. One is an observational study that's going to be taking place. The Jabe Center um, out of Florida is going to be um, looking at current loop users to sort of measure like not just the data but also do some quality of life stuff to just sort of see how it's going because there hasn't actually been a substantial clinical trial or or clinical study um or in this case an observational study done on a diy system before um and as you will see in our meeting minutes that we published on typo.org slash documents we're going to use that data to sort of prove the safety and efficacy of the system and that's part of the thing that we're going to be using to submit um typo loop for fda approval um, and also along the way, there's this whole other thing that we didn't even talk about called the FDA, the Digital Health Software Pre-Certification Pilot Program. Basically, what that means is that the FDA realizes that their process for approving digital health software uh, is outdated and ancient, and they need help, and they they needed help figuring out what the new process should be. Mm-hmm. A bunch of companies applied to be part of that process. Tidepool was one of the nine companies selected along the likes of Apple and Google Verily and Fitbit and Johnson & Johnson and Paratherapeutics and two others, I believe. So we are helping to make um, FDA policy with Apple and Google and a bunch of other folks to hopefully provide what we are so more simply describing as like a TSA um, pre-check. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of like a fast lane for approval for digital health software so that this stuff can get to market sooner. And part like we're actually going through an FDA audit right now to sort of prepare ourselves down the road for our eventual submission of Typo Loop. So like so there's a tremendous foundation um, from the code side of things. There's going to be um, clinical study data that we're going to be able to use for our submission. And then with this FDA um, pre-cert thing happening, a bunch of different pieces are at play here that should help us get this thing out. Um, in, in, a, in a much more reasonable timeline than I think people may ever imagine. That's so cool. Now, I mean, the, the whole th- now can I can I suppose for a second? Is sure. there is there a world where you can eventually talk pump comp? Like, so let me ask this question before that. So we, the way it's set up right now, you described that my phone has an app that then talks to a little board. I have to hold, I carry around with me that talks to this Medtronic pump. Mm-hmm. So how do you get past that? Say say you guys sign an agreement with Omnipod. Does Omnipod have to put that board in their pump? How does how does uh, it get from the how does it get from the app to the pump when it's not that old Medtronic that somebody found a radio frequency to? So there's a whole other FDA. There's a lot of FDA talk here, but it's all really exciting because the FDA wants all this stuff to happen, which I think is the most encouraging thing. Um, so Dexcom recently um, received a classification for their G6 called ICGM. I believe the I stands for interoperable. Um, I think that's the right I. Um, but basically, it means that it can work. I mean, it has been approved to work with other um, the health software, with other um, health applications and things like that, which is why Tandem's Basal IQ got approval with Dexcom G6 because it was G6 was already certified by the FDA to do this stuff. And Tandem said, hey, we're going to use G6 to do something cool. And FDA said, awesome, go have fun with it. So that's the ICGM side of things. On the iPump side of things, um, there is yet to be an iPump out on the market yet, but the vision is that an iPump will be able to receive data from an ICGM or to interact um, interoperably with other ICGMs to do cool stuff. So you have the iPump, you have the ICGM, and then Typo Loop would be the iAlgorithm or the iController. And all these interoperable pieces, again, you get to pick your pieces of the puzzle. Right now, it's just, I mean, the iAlgorithm portion would just be Typo Loop. But, I mean, hopefully down the road, we, you have multiple CGMs to pick from, multiple pumps to pick from, provided insurance covers it and blah, blah, blah. But you get to pick the pump that your kid is most comfortable with, 
and then you just boot up Hyperloop and you're good to go. And all that stuff will just work with it. So, I mean, if Omnipod were a company that supports that, then that's great to go. And this is all going to happen because um, the different companies that, that we are talking with, that we haven't actually had a chance to share who we're talking with mm-hmm. and what, soft, what device are compatible yet. But, I mean, this is all going to be happening over Bluetooth. And they're all going to be compatible with the iPump um, protocol. And once they're all on board and we sign the agreements to make that happen, then they're sharing their data protocol communication agreement or their data communication protocols with us so that our software can able can be able to communicate with their devices. I got actually I can't believe I understood, but I really did. <laughs> I'm so as you were talking, I was incredibly impressed with myself because I was following. <laughs> well, if anything, this is good because I haven't had a lot of chance to talk about this too often. So I feel okay that I'm being able to hopefully describe this in a reasonable fashion without no, getting too weeds about it. No, absolutely. I, I'm thinking to boil it down is that Dexcom has added something to G6 that allows it to make that communication with pumps that are that are set up to handle the communication. And then I extrapolate a little bit my brain, then I think about the companies who already have an agreement with Dexcom or moving forward. I use Omnipod because I know it. I know they're developing their Horizon artificial pancreas system with the Dexcom G6. So mm-hmm. it, makes, it makes sense that they that would be, for instance, one of the companies you'd be able to to talk to and and tandem the same way if tandem's already got their base like you and they're working on the other iq system then it makes sense that tidepool would work well with them and anyone else who has this agreement that's and the hope i see i do understand and it takes away the need for me to carry around a small circuit board and a tic-tac box exactly really was the sticking point for me in case you're wondering <laughs> <laughs> um actually it's funny i mean the you know, in my mind, the real sticking point would have been going to a tube pump. I, I, when I heard that, I stopped. I was like, okay, I don't want to do that. But, okay. let me, but let me understand the rest of it. And then as I was like, well, if I did want to go with this tube pump, then what would I have to do? And then I, like you were talking about earlier, like I'd, I'd have to become a developer. And I have to, it, it gets beyond my depth. And right. I've even had people reach out and say, we could set it up for you. And I thought, well, that's great, except that. You know, when my Wi-Fi stops working, I like that I know how to get it working again. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. my daughter to be using an insulin pump system that is DIY through some lovely person in Montana who set it up for me, who I don't want to have to call it to in the morning if it doesn't work. And so, it, it and plus, I'm in the very, I guess, I'm in the good position of, you know, my daughter's A1C and her blood sugar and her stability is all very well regulated right now, just with just with what we're doing. So I didn't feel a pressure, but that didn't stop me from thinking about the other people who maybe listen to this podcast and go, it's great that you're doing that. I can't figure it out. Right. And I, I wish I had something else to do. I, I talk all the time about, I think the end of this podcast ends up being when looping and artificial pancreas becomes something that everyone can afford. Then I don't see a need for this podcast anymore. I'll, I'll do a, a final six months, make sure everybody understands their artificial pancreas. And then I'm riding off into the sunset. But, but, you know, but prior to that, there's, there's more people than, just me who can afford to get my daughter an insulin pump and a CGM and has the time to sit around and think about it, right? And so I try to think about all the levels of people living with type 1 diabetes, their uh, access to healthcare, their access to technology, uh, their ability to understand it, their ability to implement it. Those are, those are you know, there are many, many levels of people in, in all varying situations like that. I am yeah. excited for the day when everybody gets to have a piece of this, you, you know, in a, in a, in a meaningful way that leaves you not walking around constantly scared of being low or not looking at a meal and thinking, I don't know how to handle this, you, you know, so I'm just not going to eat or I'm not going to eat that. Like that to me is, 
that's the, that's the next level that I can imagine. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more past that. Uh, but I'm going to be an old man by then, Chris. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> going to care by then what I think. Uh, but um, I'm glad I can make you a believer. This is nice. No, dude. You. I mean, it's it's not that I didn't be clear. It's not that I didn't see the value in it before. It's just there were too many hurdles. And what I'm here, what I've been waiting for is for the companies to take the hurdles away. Um, but what I'm that's what, but that that's what we're here for. You are a believer in the tide pool mission. Our our goal here is to make data um, accessible, meaningful, and actionable. We, we already talked about the accessible and meaningful part with the access regardless of the device and meaning because it'll look nice and pretty on Tidepool software. Now we're talking about actionable. We're going to put all this data to good use for you because it is your data, but also, you know, we get all these things happening and we start, you start that Tidepool loop process and hopefully, you know, through that action, life gets a little bit easier, you know, in, in some marginal um, fashion. Like it's, we were talking before we started recording, like all things considered, life is pretty good for me, yeah. but I also recognize that privilege and my ability to say that, but you know, diabetes is definitely absolutely part of that um, equation when it comes to how am I doing. Uh, and if and just and like I said, just seeing what basal IQ has done for me and my and how I feel about my diabetes and how I, how it's in turn improved my life. Um, adding in more pieces to that control process, be it control IQ or Omnipod Horizon or Tidepool Loop or whatever Open APS continues to become, like all these different options. Um, are, are part of that process to try and make life a little bit easier. And it, diabetes isn't going to go away anytime soon. Like I'm not, I, I'm not sure how I really feel about like a proper biological cure. Like give me this pill and all of a sudden I'm, I'm good to go. But if, if we can improve the technology while also continuing to have conversations about affordability for insulin and things like that, like those conversations aren't going to stop anytime soon. And Typo is absolutely going to be part of that. Um, any, anything else we can do to contribute to that in a positive fashion, uh, it, it's super exciting to, to share that news with the world. I found these 10 phrases that they say make hypnosis more effective. I'm going to use them right now over the next 30 seconds. Just pretend you've gone to dancingthenumber4diabetes.com. And the more time you spend there, the happier you feel. Every time you go back, that happiness swells. This is what it must be like to be in heaven. Suppose you listen to me and you remember to go to dancingfordiabetes.com. Imagine what it would be like when you get there. You'll be full of warmth and happiness and find yourself realizing that you've done the right thing. So whether it's sooner or later, you're going to go to dancingfordiabetes.com. Look into my eyes. You're getting sleepy. As you're talking, what I realize is this is, you know, we're in October already in 2018. So this whole next year, you know, this whole next year is going to be just a run up to this explosion that's going to happen, you know, throughout all these tech companies wrapped around diabetes. Like this is going to be the most exciting 12 months of, uh, uh, since my daughter's had type one and and we're up on uh, a dozen years now. So it's starting to feel, it's starting to feel like a long time, you know? And you throw in, you throw in beta bionics and Bigfoot, like there's a lot happening and it's, you know, I mean, again, with all the caveats of access and affordability and insulin pricing, all that other stuff, it's still a really exciting time right now to be to be sort of <laughs> looped in on this conversation around where this technology can go and and hopefully have you know more more choice and more more opportunity for people to seek better control so they can get back to posting their, their juice box podcast to 
doing one of the 15 podcasts that I have or, you know, to knitting, whatever you want to do, go walk your dog, not worry about this stuff. Just the idea of the free time is, is so exciting. I like Arden's blood sugar was incredibly stable last night. So I slept, you know, I went to bed earlier than I usually do and I slept longer than I did and I feel better today than I have felt all week. And I can't <laughs> imagine how that would, but I, sometimes I lay in bed and I think I don't even have it. Like, like, what about every adult that's climbing into bed right now who's like, oh, I'm going to leave my blood sugar high so that I don't get low, or I'm going to try harder to keep it where I want it, but then it's, and then it got low. I mean, it's just, it's a, it, sleep is supposed to be this just regenerative, restful time. And for so many people who use insulin, it's not, it's the opposite. It's like this fearful, scary thing. And just to make that go away is amazing. So yeah. Uh, dude, it's very, it's, it's incredibly exciting. Um, I'm so happy that I reached out to you and asked you to explain this to me because yeah, yeah, I, I was, I feel like I was right there, but I was never speaking with it about any, um, I didn't have any real confidence when I was talking. I'm like, I, I would always like parse. I'd be like, I think what it is, is this. It sounds to me like it's this. I'll tell you, as you were talking, I realized with all these great companies that are doing this work uh, on their different ends. Dexcom really is the center of all this, isn't it? Like, had they kind of crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Without them, like this doesn't exist at all. But you think about where Dexcom is right now and how the community has pushed all that forward. Like, you think about what Night Scout did to open up access to that data and that visibility, and then all of a sudden, Dexcom Share became a much more viable thing. And then, you know, the Apple Watch and all this other stuff. Like, you know, I mean, the community absolutely deserves credit for moving all of this forward. Yeah. And, and you think about, I mean, like I said, like the open APS and, and, and DIY loop, like this community is driving the conversation. And to the point that, you know, we hired Peach Schwamm, the person who designed the Riley link and Katie DuSimone, the person who, who created loopdocs.org, the fantastic documentation site for people that are looking to get started with loop. We hired those two people. They're working at Tidepool now full time to work on loop and loop docs and also help out and also work on Tidepool loop. So, I mean, like, so because like they were doing this stuff part time overnight, like they had they had full time jobs, but then they were also doing this loop stuff. Yeah. And now because of everything that Dave done in the community has done to move this conversation forward to put Tidepool in a position to make this happen, we can make this their full time job. Their dedication to the community has resulted in a, a tremendous opportunity, not just for them, but also for them, but for all of us. That's and amazing. it's it's from that from that tireless effort. Um, that it is, it's just, it's so remarkable. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think that the efforts of just random people scattered all over the globe that 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 foisted a, a company on its shoulders really moved. By the way, Dexcom, I, I'm going to charge more for the ads now. I didn't realize how, how valuable this was. And, and, so, <laughs> and, and it, it just, it, no, but seriously, it, it took this great idea and it helped move them forward. Not that they're not a great company and they're not doing good work. They're, the way they deal with the FDA is is revolutionary to be perfectly honest with you. Like the, some of the stuff that they've gotten through so quickly was mind boggling a couple of years ago, how quickly they jumped from G4 to share from share to five. Like it was really something, you know? Um, but, but just to see that move forward and for that to be that data, again, it's the data, the data is the hub. The data helps the pumps do more. The data helps you do less. The data is, it's everything. It's the experience and the understanding of how that insulin works is the whole thing. That's fascinating. Well, it really is. Yeah. And congratulations to everybody, anybody who's listening, who had any part of just, you know, sharing their experience or pushing a company, because I'm telling you, I've found myself saying this a lot recently, but if you go back even to like when you and I met, you know, a number of years ago, it used to just be exciting if a meter came out. Like, oh, look, yeah. a new meter. And everybody's like, woo, 
You, you know, like like that was the extent of like the excitement in the diabetes world. You know, maybe this pump company will refresh this pump in a decade if we're lucky. Like that's how it used to feel. And now I feel like I might wake up every day and hear about some amazing accomplishment, some giant leap forward. And it's a great time to it's a great time to have type one diabetes. That's a t shirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean it, it kinda is, but also yeah, I mean you may wake up tomorrow and find out which, you know, Pumps and CGMs will actually be properly compatible for typo loop. Not so it's not coming tomorrow, but you know this thing is happening and it's going to happen. Fast. At, at, and because I mean, for anybody who's been following typo, people should know we like to move quickly. Um, and I can leave it with that sort of generous and probably overly aggressive tease. I like that. I take that. So when you have anything else to say, you feel free to reach back out. Um, Chris, as, as, as we get ready to say goodbye, Chris has alluded to, he has um, a podcast of his own that you should be listening to. Chris, do you want to tell people? I mean, I've got three. One of them is kind of collecting dust. The other one, Just Talking, is the longer running one, which is, includes an interview with you from like probably four years ago, whenever you met one Miss Katie Couric. Um, uh, JustTalkingPodcast.com, mostly talking with patient advocates. A lot of people with diabetes in there. I've started to branch out to the WeGo Health Network to talk with other people. Um, including somebody who has hyperhidrosis, excessive sweating, which is a whole, that's a thing. And there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, it was a really remarkable conversation. The other one that I have is called Mark All That Apply. It's a conversation about race between multiracial siblings. My younger sister and I talk about race related topics. As you can imagine, there's a lot to get into there, but also it's a lot of fun because, um, we view our blackness differently, um, which creates a, a lot of interesting conversation, but also she's pursuing her PhD and, and some, something in the realm of multiracial studies um, and culture. So I personally believe that's her big brother that doing this podcast will help her, um, her, her thesis defense down the road, which is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so that, I mean, that, that is the personal life. And then of course, typepool.org. It's, it's free folks. Go check it out. And there'll be you links. Scott. Yeah. I, well, first of all, I will. And secondly, I'm links in the show notes for all, everything Chris just talked about. And, um, I can't thank you enough for doing this because we threw this together very quickly. As soon as the, as soon, I think pretty much hours after I saw what happened, I reached straight to Chris and I was like, hey, I really want you to come on the podcast. One last thing. Can you tell your son, tell your son that he's got a great crow hop still. We <laughs> talked about this many, many years ago when you were on the podcast about how I love a good crow hop. Right. And you mentioned how fluid his motion is from the outfield. And I've seen some videos you've been posting. It really is. You, you, got, you, you got yourself a winner over there. I'll tell you what, he's um, a poor kid gets to college. About six weeks ago now, as soon as he gets there, he's there for four days, he gets sick. And it's this horrible head cold that moves into his chest, and he's just, he's so beat up. But baseball started for the fall, and I was like, you gotta, you know, you have to rest. And he's such a type A kid, he won't not go to class, he won't not do his homework, he won't not go play baseball. There's nothing, he, he won't give anything up to feel better. So he's been feeling pretty beat up, but not stopping. And he told me, he's like, it's, I'm not hitting the way I want. He's like, I just, I can't quite get rested. I'm not focused. He's like, I just want to feel better, you know. And I said, oh, okay, that's great. Uh, you know, you will, don't worry. And then a couple weeks into it, he said, you know, we're, we have a scrimmage. You know, it's kind of a whole day. The parents come if you want to come. So I, I show up and my wife's there and my daughter's there. And we're all watching Cole and he runs out into the outfield. And the first ball hit to him. Chris was about, a, I, I'm going to have to say, roughly 280 feet from home plate. Uh, there was one out with a man on third. Cole caught the ball, and he promptly threw the kid out trying to run home coming from third. That makes me so happy. I swear to you, I couldn't even make a noise. 
Thank you, Chris, for coming on the show. Don't forget to go to tidepool.org. Get your data smushed together from your CGM, from your pump. Make it go together squishy so you can see it and what it's doing. You understand? Insulin goes here. This is what happened next. This is the information you need to make better decisions. Thank you, Dancing for Diabetes. Thank you, Omnipod. Thank you, Dexcom, for sponsoring the Juice Box podcast. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Go to dancing the number four diabetes.com. There are links to all of this at juiceboxpodcast.com or in the player that you're listening to right now on your phone. Instagram users, check out my Omnipod, Dexcom, and Dancing for Diabetes. They're all on Instagram. Now go listen to some old episodes, and I'll be back next week. Come on, tell a friend about the podcast. Download episode 11, you heard her talking about it, or episode 53, or 65, or 92, or 114, or 137. What about episode 6, 17, 44, 6? Look how many there are. There's like 190. I could list all the numbers, but... I mean, you know all the numbers, right? It's one, two, three, and then it you get to 10, then it starts building, and then it's like going back to one then. So it's 10, then 11, which 10 is really just 10 plus one, and then 12, which is 10 plus two, and then 10 plus three. Counting is actually very simple.